Uh, did you hear? Oh, bitch. Did you hear? All right. All right. All right. right. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to Did You Hear? This is Angelica. And this is Steph. And we're back. And we're back. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. We both are very busy, important people. We're busy, important people (laughs) with lots of things going on. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. Oof. Just... Just working. Yeah, just, just working, working and hustling. Hustling, working and hustling. That LA life. It is. Though, we each have to have a few jobs. Indeed, we do. To make it work. Yeah. It's, uh, it's always been, it's always been a thing. Yeah. But that's up. Doing it. Yeah. But it's all good because we're back we're and it's October and it's an amazing month and all the spoopy things happen. All the spoopy? Uh huh. Spoopy. Spoopy. That's, that's ben and I's inside joke. We're like, <laughs> I love it. I, I'm not part of it, but I love You're it. You're not part of it, but it's okay, y'all. I'll it's tell you about it later. Spoopy Halloween. Yeah. I know. I'm very excited. It's my favorite time of the year. Yeah. Um, and it's also Stephanie's birthday. Yes. Month. It's my birthday month, mm-hmm. uh, the 28th. So I'm. I was brought home on Halloween oh. from the hospital. So I wish my actual birthday was Halloween, but. It's close enough. That would be amazing. It would be. You could throw some awesome birthday slash Halloween parties. Yes. Yeah. So the one thing with it is whenever I've tried to do birthday parties, it's like in general, there's so many parties going on around Halloween time. It's, I'm always in competition. I'm like, (laughs) it's, if I was like Heidi Klum, I would do Heidi Klum (laughs) style birthday parties. (laughs) Like her Halloween parties. Oh my gosh. I love and Maybe one day we'll get invited to that. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe. When we make it big and we're friends with all the celebrities. All the celebs. It'd be like, come on over to my Halloween party. What is like, if there's a costume that is like your dream costume that you're like, if I could do all the special effects, all Hmm. the, um, doesn't matter how much it costs, what would you, what would you do? Oh man, that's a tough one. I mean, I would love to be something, if I, if I didn't have to pay for it, I would be like, um, maybe someone from X-Men. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Like Mystique or something. Yeah. Mystique would be pretty cool. Or even like a Disney character, but like to a T. Have a legit, oh my God. Like, yeah. Yes. Sorry, I just got really excited. It also made me realize... Actually, my dream Halloween costume is to be Glinda the Good Witch oh. from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like, but have her actual huge, crazy pink gown. Oh, with that'd the be ha- cool. Ugh. That would Dreams. be really cool. Dreams. One day. Mm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Angelica's <laughs> spilling some drink on herself. Oh, my gosh. I just got too excited. She's too excited. I have... um a bunch of I teach kids acting on the weekends and all my students are like gearing up for Halloween um, for Halloween there's surprisingly like a ton of the kids are going as police officers you know what (laughs) I went um when I was teaching because I'm also a substitute teacher on the side hustle hustle (laughs) um I was teaching a class the other day and it was like uh it was second graders yeah and a lot of them I asked them what they wanted to be when they grow up because 
the the teacher didn't leave any yeah. um, any lesson plans. Yeah. And a lot of them said police officers. Right. And they're all, are they the majority kids of color? Yeah. Yeah. My students are too, which is like, I don't know, just very interesting in it's America. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I have, <laughs> I was like, oh, huh. My brain is just, I'm There like, was also, there was one kid who said he wanted to be a border patrol officer because he's interested in borders. Oh, oh great. Yeah. <laughs> So fascinating. So interesting. (laughs) Guys, go talk to second graders. Yeah. They'll blow your mind. Oh, I have to show you, actually, the best one, though. Well, there are a few. Um, I I took photos because I thought it was so so entertaining and interesting for me. Um, There was one little boy that... Here, I'll show you the photo. It says, I want to be this when I grow up because it's business. Oh, and it's a pizza man with like with the pizza hat and it a is, pizza shirt. That's great. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Supposed <laughs> to be a pizza person, but also this one. Hold on, where's the where's the other one that I? Oh, this one. It's like when I grow up, I want to be a YouTuber because uh. I will get a lot of likes and a lot of subscribers. Wow. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> that is brilliant. It's so funny because kids these days, I mean, that's like a career nowadays. It is absolutely a career. <laughs> to be a YouTuber. I, yeah. So crazy. Who, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? The kids love it. They also, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, they fascinate me. Mm-hmm. They're also very tiring. <laughs> So, yes, they're very tired. I now know why my mom took so many naps. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but it's, it's Halloween month. Woohoo! So yeah, so tell us what you're dressing up for Halloween. Yeah, yes. what's your costume gonna yeah. be? I'm probably actually going to be Pippi Longstocking. So I think you should, totally should do it. Yeah, you got to get the wire. I got to get the wire. Put my hair into yeah. the braids out. So do you remember that Pippi Longstocking had a monkey friend? That sat on her I shoulder. I s- kind of remember. Okay. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that in a while, so yeah. I have to refresh. But I always remember Pippi Longstocking. Like yeah. I remember being interested. Pippi Longstocking is coming into your world. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I have to go go back. Oh my god, it's great. And watch it. But I was thinking because like I saw at Target, they have a monkey skeleton. Oh. And I was like, what if I was zombie Pippi Longstocking? But then I was like, do people remember that she had a monkey? And if not, they're going to be like, what is I don't think they're going to remember because when, um, (laughs) when I was for the magic school bus thing, whenever my friend Jessica was, uh, Miss Frizzle, Miss Frizzle, and then I was her lizard, people didn't remember the lizard. How do you not remember the lizard? I know. They're like, who are you? I'm like, hello. (laughs) Do you not see? Right here. Hello. Hello. Miss Frizzle's right there. We have a magic school bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So much fun. There's so many fun costume ideas. I always have like a zillion and... But this is the year I'm waiting until the last minute. So I gotta hop on it. Yeah, hop on it. We've got like what? A week and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Not even. 11 days. It's the 20th. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This this year is going by way too fast. Way too fast. Woof. Well, I guess... um, 
Should we hop into it? Yeah, we're gonna hop into it. All right. So I'm gonna go first today. Okay. Yes. All right. So I recently was in New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> which I hadn't been to since I was in high school, which was an eye opener. I mean, I, I remember a lot of it, but it was obviously different because I was not a, an adult back then but anyway so someone was mentioning um madame la laurie yeah do you know who that is i do know who that is tell me all right yeah so she messed up yeah she done goofed (laughs) she done goofed goofed. yeah so um yeah so we were we're doing like a little i really wanted to go to the cemetery but it was closed and apparently Afterwards, I researched it, and they said that they don't even open it anymore because tourists were, like, putting stuff on the graves yeah. and, like, make like trespassing and yeah. just making it all, like, messed up. Yeah. <clears throat> so you have to go through a tour. Okay. But I didn't know that. So when I went, I actually... I don't know if I saw Madame LaLaurie's grave, but I, I, I did see um, Marie... What was it? The other... The voodoo... The voodoo person. Oh, yeah. Um, Marie Laveau or let's say Laveau. something like that. I don't remember her name, but oh yeah, gosh. yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible. Oh, Marie. I think it says Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau's voodoo shop. We went to the voodoo shop. Just I'm not good with French. You got to help me out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, yeah, so this is the story of Madame La Laurie. So I did get a lot of. Uh, I did a bunch of research, and there's actually a really good YouTube channel that I found. It's yeah. this girl. Uh, her name is Stephanie Harlow. She's a big historian buff. Oh, cool. And so she always tries to get down to the actual facts. Right. And like, like, the actual recordings and anything that's yeah. historic, like in the papers and stuff like right. that. Um, so she had a really good... A really good... Um, overall story on on uh, Madame LaLaurie. So I got a lot of information from her, but she got her information from a book. It's called Madame LaLaurie, Mistress of the Haunted House. Mm. Um, so that was, that was another search. And then I did a bunch of, there were a few other sites that I got on, online. But so Marie Delphine McCarty, that was her maiden name, was born on March 19th, 1787. And she passed away on December 7th, 1849. So she was 62 years old when she passed away. Her uh, origin is in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. So she was a um, Creole uh, socialite, pretty much, that she grew up. Hold on, let me get my other notes here because I have two. Um, so she was more, but she's always been more commonly known as Madame Lullery. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, so she lived in a world where slavery was the norm. As we know, we don't mm-hmm. have a really good past. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. There's a yeah. lot of things that happened. Um, so she was born into that world where right. her parents had slaves, everybody had slaves, it was the norm. Right. Um, so 
she was born into that, and they were her parents were rich, they were wealthy, and um, so they had a lot of slaves growing up. So her first marriage, she got married when she was only fourteen. God damn. Yeah, to a thirty-five-year-old Spanish royal officer. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. His name <laughs> was Don Ramon de Lopez y Angulo. Okay. Very. Very sophisticated name there. Uh, so back then, the girls, which, which I was, I mean, I'm not really that shocked because it was back in the day, but girls over the age of 12 were of legal marital age. Oh, wow. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I, yeah. So it's crazy. Like, I, um, they were saying that, so he had a wife, okay. but they, they, they came in from Spain. Yeah. And um, the wife died on the boat. On the voyage over. Uh, okay. And so he was single again. And apparently he really liked the wife. And, you know, they had a good marriage. But once he got to Louisiana, everybody yeah. was trying to wine and dine him. Because yeah. back then... He was 35. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, yeah, take my 14-year-old. That's just crazy. That's so crazy. I like literally, I was legitimately still playing with Barbies and Easy Bake Oven at 14. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, different time, but that's just bonkers to my brain. Yeah. I mean, even like my grandma from my mom's side in Mexico, she was married when she was like 17. Yeah. And my grandpa was in his 30s also. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but she was like, oh, yeah, my family said that he was a doctor, and so, like, it's a good marriage, like, type of... I, I guess back then they were just like, okay, let's just marry you into a family that's yeah. good. and Because you weren't a full human. You yeah. were lit, lit, property. Women yeah. were property. Yeah. Just, like, slavery Lights. and, like, the only people that had it good were white dudes. So, yeah. you know. Which is still the case sometimes. Right? I mean, it's totally still the case. <laughs> but uh, we, we have it better. It's better now. It's, it's better. better. It's, it's way better. It's way better, yeah. It's way better. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, so back in the day, which I didn't know this, um, this, you had to ask permit. Like, if you were a Spanish officer or anyone that came over to the U.S. had to that was from Spain had to um, ask permission to marry. Because, oh, like, t- from the crown in Spain. Yeah. Because they didn't want people, like, mixing in with with certain people. And, like, to to make their royal lineage less right. of, you know? Cool. So, anyway, so he wrote, he wrote to the, he wrote to the queen and king asking for permission. But he didn't hear back. It had been several months. And he's like, you know what? Let's just get married. Well, they got married. Uh, but then on June 11th, 1800, after not, after several years, oh wait, no, that was, that's when they got married, June 11th, 1800. Um, but then in January of 1801, it had been seven months after he had sent in the letter and that he had been married, they wrote back that said, oh, you're not allowed to marry her. And because of that, we found out that you already married her and you got to go back. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So they asked him to go back to Spain and he went back to Spain and he got 
punished and was like stripped from his from his officer role and like had to be like a like clerical person who just was like typing in things or not typing in things but like you know do it. that that, <laughs> in, in that didn't exist his 1700s <laughs> typewriter he was writing <laughs> writing with his cool he was on his like, MacBook <laughs> he's on his MacBook like <laughs> He's ahead of the tenth. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, yeah, so he was just like taking down notes with his like quilted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's pretty much like an assistant yeah. or something. So um, she went with him, but she, I guess the back then the the entry port or entry point was Cuba. And so that was where... To Spain? Yeah, to Spain. Huh. Yeah. Like, they, they mentioned that a lot. Like, Weird. people... That was, like, the in-between. I don't know yeah. if it's because... Because it would take so long to go by ship. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we have to stop somewhere and then... Yeah. Like, continue. So, anyway, so she was there in Cuba for a while. Yeah. Um, and... By that time, she had gotten pregnant. Uh-huh. And she... She uh, was there, gave birth to her first daughter named Marie also. Yeah. Because back in the day, which I didn't know this, <clears throat> kids were given, especially the firstborn female was given the name of the mother. Oh. Yeah. So like just, that was just tradition. Yeah. Um, so then he got, eventually got pardoned in 1804. So he was returning back to her and... Again, like, he stopped in Cuba. So he's returning back to Havana, but his ship hit a sandbar, and then everybody drowned. Oh, no. Yeah. So he never met the child, and she didn't have another, or she didn't have a husband anymore. Yeah. That's, I, I find it so interesting, though. Like, how would you, like, how would you know that that had happened back in the day? I mean, it would take a very long time. It would take a while. Like somebody would hand you a letter. <laughs> yeah, like after a year or something. Yeah. It's like you just didn't come back. I don't know. It's, it's very easy to very get away with things back then and yep. to disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very easy to disappear. So anyway, so after that she went back home. She Her family yeah. still lived in New Orleans, and so she yeah. just stayed with the family and then um, with her daughter that she had. So then in March of 1807, she was 20 at this time, um, she got married again. And her second marriage was to a 43-year-old widower who was a merchant banker. Um, he was like a lawyer, a banker. Oh, I already said banker. But he was also a lawyer. He, like, it's funny, he had a, like, a long list of yeah. things. <laughs> what, he, what he was. He's a merchant also, banker. yeah, the last thing, he was a friend of pirates. Oh. That's what it said. Yeah. Okay. So he was, like, he was trying to make it in any type Running in of, circles. He was hustling. He was hustling. Yeah. That Nolan's laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, his name was Paul, Paul Jean... Or Jean-Paul, sorry. Jean-Paul Blank. Um, Wait, was his last name Blank? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he... Or yeah, Blanc. he was your... Or Blanc. Maybe it was Blanc. <laughs> How was it spelled? Blanc. 
Okay, Blanc. Yes, French lady. <laughs> Jean-Paul Blanc. <laughs> Jean-Paul Blanc. <laughs> Jean-Paul Blanc. <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> he worked in the local bank, and um, they ended up making a lot of money. Her family was obviously already wealthy. Right. Um, and her mom passed away while they or actually before they got married so she inherited a bunch of money from her mom who gave her a plantation and then her dad as a wedding gift gave her another plantation and 20 slaves which they already had 52 slaves to begin with Ugh, yeah and it's like it's like <laughs> it's like all right you don't have enough with one plantation let me just give you another one right right crazy yeah but anyway so they had all these slaves and two plantations and they decided that they um didn't want to live in either plantation so they built this home that was near the bank yeah which was on royal street and 409 royal street in the french quarters in louisiana um and it says that they were worth the couple together were worth two million in today's money that's it Okay. Which is like, I mean, that's a lot of money for back then. Yeah. Like even today, I'm like, give me two million. Wait, it was good. back then they had two million like nowadays money. Yeah. Oh, so they were they were rich. They were very wealthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, two million nowadays isn't that much, but like okay, for back gotcha. then. For back then. Yeah. I gotcha. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. So, um, he ended up passing away at the age of 50 in 1816, um, and then she found out, though, after he passed away, that he was, he had lost a lot of money, and he was in debt. To the pirates. Yeah, probably to the pirates. (laughs) That's what I think. So, she had, she was responsible for buying everything back, and then, like, his property, whatever he bought, she had to buy it back, also. Okay. Um, and... So, anyway, she was starting, like, to get into some financial debt as well because of her husband. Um, So, then she still had all these slaves. Between that time and... So, she did get married again. So, that time and her third husband, eight slaves perished in between. They were mostly women and children. There's no details on the death. But sometime it said it was a little sketchy right Mm -hmm. yes that's a lot of people to just die yeah to just die but then again you know there was also there was like a bunch of health issues that were going on in louisiana so right like malaria yeah like malaria and all that stuff um yeah yeah but anyway so in 1824 her dad passed away and he saved her from financial ruin because he she inherited the rest of his his um uh, money. Okay, so then the third husband, Leonard Louis Nicolas Lalaurie, was the third husband. Mm. He was a doctor, even though he wasn't yet. He told everybody that he was a doctor, but he hadn't even like he didn't even know what he was doing, and he was like, he just. I guess back then you could just be like, yeah, I'm a doctor, and then I guess I think that's how my grandpa was too. He said he was a doctor, but he didn't have. Like, he didn't go to school for it or anything. Uh, yeah. So it was like... <laughs> doctor quotes, doctor. air quotes. I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So 
this is, yeah, it was crazy. So anyway, this is a little con- controversial because she was 38 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, actually, I forgot to mention, she had a bunch of kids with the second husband. Okay. So at this point, she has, like, da-da-da. So she has, like, five kids or something okay. around there. She has a bunch, a bunch of kids. But she was 38 when they met. Uh, people say that she was really good looking and she's like for her age or whatever. Yeah, and for then, her age. Yeah, for her age. It's so old. You're 38. She's so old. <laughs> she's, she's a senior citizen at that time. She is. <laughs> but he was much younger than her. Oh, okay. But how old was he? He was 25. Okay. Literally all her husbands have been double her age pretty much. I know. So, so it's her turn. It's her turn. But he's not even that. He's only 13 years younger. Yeah. Yeah. But back then, it was I mean, like, yeah. scandalous. No problem dating a man, or marrying a man double your age, but mm-hmm. date a guy just a little younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a little younger. I mean, but still. That's kind of younger. Anyway, anyway, whatever. Props to her. Get it. But, but not, because you're awful. Yeah. But, but then, <laughs> yeah. But he was described, it's funny, because I read about <laughs> what he was described. He was described as mousy and not very good looking I don't know yeah. so there's no details on how the actual marriages were I don't know if they were actually for love or whatever yeah I don't know maybe he was there's speculation that he might have been after her money I mean weren't most marriages back then were just business transactions yeah pretty much pretty so. much um <clears throat> but then uh so they got married in 1825 I think it was 1825 um and then they had a boy out of wedlock but it was a rough marriage from the get-go they were fighting i'm guessing he's probably like i want to go do my thing blah 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 and you know i don't know i have no idea (laughs) let's let's dramatize this we're gonna dramatize it he was like i'm going out i'm young i'm young i'm free i want to go down to bourbon street you know you're dead already you're 38 (laughs) you're so old you're (laughs) <laughs> one foot in the grave yeah. <laughs> I don't want to take care of these babies you know yeah we, we, yeah absolutely so but in 1831 they built a house and that is what is known today as the Lellerie Mansion mm. which was a stu- two-story house with slave quarters at the top so nowadays it's a three-story house yeah but before it was just two stories oh, and interesting. they had I guess, like, the attic was was the yeah. slave quarters. And it was, uh, the address is uh, 1140 Royal Street. So, apparently, they had a really abusive relationship that, that, I mean, they were bickering from the start, but it ended up in a separation. They got divorced, yeah. pretty much. And he was abusing her. There were times where the cops were called... And, like, she had gotten beaten up and all this stuff. But they didn't really do anything about it. Um, In 1828, they found bloody slaves inside her house. Like, somebody called the cops. I don't know. How do you call the cops back then? I don't know. You have to. You have to. You can't call. You walk down. Yeah. To this. Maybe you call by, like, shouting. Cops! 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 And then there's like word of mouth and just until it yeah, gets to the police station. Totally. That's exactly how it works. I think that I don't know. <laughs> Tell a telegram? I don't know. I mean send a note. Yeah, I mean you'd either like maybe send a telegram or walk down to a 
station? Were they even called? Co- I don't even know. I know. Sheriff? No. <laughs> it's not the West. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Police so... Officers. I'm so interested in how they did that. Yeah, it's... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Anyway, somebody, somebody somehow... alerted some authority. They alerted somebody. Yeah, they alerted somebody. They came in and they found slaves that were bloody. But they didn't do anything about it. Right. There were no charges. I think she, like, bought them out. She's like, just go away. Well, it's also, like, at that time, people did not view slaves as people. Exactly. Like, they were viewed as... Property. Property and... Yeah. So less than mm-hmm. it's so awful to say, but people view, viewed those individuals as less than like animals. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like it's so awful. It's so awful. How awful? Like just the worst. But yeah. so they're probably yeah. like, eh. They're like, okay, that's sure. great. You know, yeah. whatever. I don't. Yeah. It, there's not many details on that one, but yeah. This is where this the start of yeah. everything started happening. Yeah. Um. So, apparently, I mean, there's a lot of account witnesses that... It's harder because back in the day, they didn't document everything. Right. So, it's like... Yeah. It's word of mouth and all that. But people around that time, there's like, journalists that were trying to document everything. Um, and uh, they said that she would lock them up if they didn't make enough money for her. And... Um, there was a famous account. This was probably the most well-known. There was a... A a slave named Leah. She was about 12 years old. And she was brushing her hair. And I guess she... She pulled too hard. Or there was like some kind of... I don't know. Like there's a knot in her hair or something. And that uh, Madame LaLaurie freaked out and started chasing her. And there's not any documentation on what happened. But she ended up falling off of the roof area and into the and she died to her death or she fell to her death yeah and she's only i think she's only 12 years old yeah and i think baby yeah they said they like buried her on the property um but there's all this speculation that that she was she had just turned on her and like chased her to her death yeah there's still i mean there's no record of it but right we know that she died probably yeah yeah um, so yeah, there was all, there were all these rumors that she was mistreating her slaves, but then when they were out and about, other people said that she was nice to them, so, and that she let a few of them free. Yeah. Which is crazy, because, I don't know, I, I can't even imagine living back in that day. I would be a slave back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's pretty crazy. But, yeah. um, so then, so they were, just went on. They were always, they always threw lavish parties. Yeah. They were just, like, socialites there. Um, and then it was in April 10th, 1834, that a fire broke out in their home that started in the kitchen. And this was when everything came to light. They found several, so they found the cook... A 70-year-old woman chained to the stove mm-hmm. by her ankle, which she later said she started the fire as a suicide attempt because she was so uh, mis- yeah. mistreated. They, so the people started coming in, trying to like s- savage whatever they could right. from the property, um, and then somebody 
let them know that there were there were slaves in the attic and the couple was like no like we're not going to give you the keys and finally they're like okay well we got to get these people out and so they like they push the the um the door door open Hold yeah on, where's my phone? they pushed it open and then they found like seven slaves in there and uh they were locked up uh, by uh, so i wrote this because it was um, part of the new orleans b yeah so as reported by the new orleans b of april 11th 1834 bystanders reported uh responding to the fire attempted to enter the slave quarters to ensure that everyone had been evacuated Upon a few refusal from the Lalauries, the bystanders broke down the doors and they found seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, suspended by the neck, with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. And they have they claim to have been imprisoned there for some months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. So they had all these people that they found there um obviously it's been embellished over the years right but this for sure was found and there was also there was somebody like wearing a collar there was a, a guy that was which i have some pictures which i'll show you later but he was like whipped everywhere there was there was a like one of the slaves had a gash on his head or yeah. her head it was it was crazy. It yeah. was just like which I know American Horror Story has yeah. made the yes. you know they've yeah. exaggerated a little bit. Right. But, um, there was there was like some accounts that there was somebody with a with a hole in their head, and there yeah. was like a spoon in there. So like Ugh. claiming that she would she would like turn the spoon to mix up their brains. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. <sighs> Everything so, about it, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, and there's like just a bunch of spiked collars. Um, so, anyway, so they found all these people, and then all of a sudden, the Lollaries they vanished, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Okay, we need to bring them into custody." They they took all the slaves and took them into um, police custody as well. But they couldn't find the Lalaurice, and that was because they escaped to France. Oh. Yeah, and the mob was so upset that they yeah. went and just vandalized the whole building. It yeah. was, I mean, obviously, well, the fire had already started, so that was already ruined. Yeah. But it got ruined even more with them demolishing the building. So the building that's there now is not the same oh, it's as not? it was. No. Like, is because it, everything was demolished. Oh, everything was? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, they redid the whole thing. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Because. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, do you know who bought it? So, there's, like, a bunch of people that bought it right yeah. now. So, okay, so they escaped to France, which was where he was from. Um, she was miserable there. She hated it. But there were a few people that owned it. But this was interesting. In April of 2007, Nicolas Cage bought it. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, for $3.45 million. And apparently, I read up on it, it said that he was prepping for a script that he was writing uh-huh. on horror, which he never finished. Yeah. And he was only there for a few years. And then in 2009, the property was valued at $3.5 million. Uh, it was listed for auction, and it was purchased by Regions Financial Corp for $2.3 million. And right now, it's private property. I think it's like an owner from Texas now that owns it. And he just, he brings his clients and his family there as like a vacation home. Well, what's weird to me, I didn't yeah. realize like the, because the, I knew, I knew Nicolas Cage bought it. And uh-huh. I thought, I just, I didn't realize that the whole place had been demolished, but then they like kind of recreated it. Yeah, they redid it. I don't know if it's exactly the same because it's not open to the public anymore. Right. So, I think it's completely different. It's still on the same grounds, yeah. but the house is just completely different than it was. You couldn't pay me to live there. Yeah. There's all these, yeah, there's all these uh, ghost stories that that happened afterwards and all that. But, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. And they claim that she was brought back from, because she was buried in France. She died in France. Yeah. Um, in Paris. And I think they, they brought the body back yeah. to Louisiana and she's in Cemetery One. But they're not sure. There's not really records that say, there's only a plaque that says that she's there, but yeah. or that she died in Paris and she's there. But they don't, there's no records to say that she's actually there. So I don't know. Terrible, terrible crazy. human being. I know. And then like, there's no, there's, oh, so the, the slaves, the ones, apparently some of them passed away. Yeah. Obviously, because from their, from their um, wounds. Yeah. But they also don't know what happened to the rest of the ones that were caught. Because, like, the, the woman who was, had chained herself, or who was yeah. chained to the stove, yeah. she survived. But there's no trace of her after that. So it's kind of suspicious. It's like, do they just, like get rid of all of them it's so such a crazy i know that though that whenever that happened there were four thousand people that showed up to see all these bodies and how they had ended up oh my god the ones that were up in the chamber yeah just so awful and heartbreaking and like yeah just the worst um, and she got no, she got away. Yeah, she got away with it. It's not American Horror Story. She yeah. didn't get her, she didn't get her. Yeah, I know I the mean, American Horror Story, she did get her, her comeuppance. Her, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, well, it's so like, this story is so messed up, but also like, I'm like, what happened to her to I mean, it's like, I'm like, is that just a symptom of the time? But it's like, that is like too in extreme what you did to these people. Yeah. So it's very, I, I'm like, I'm just like. Well, there's a lot of speculation. There's like some theories that uh, her, her family, just like seeing some of her, um, because there's a lot of intermixing as well that was kind of prohibited, but some of the, her uncles had, uh, Slaves that were their lovers, and right. they had they gave birth to kids, uh-huh. and the kids took the name. Okay, and I know I re- I know I read somewhere that 
she might have been really upset about that because she didn't she thought slaves were less than right so she's like why would you do that type yeah. of thing growing up and so uh that was a theory that maybe but then also yeah. because she was abused by the last husband there's also kind of speculation that she was taking it out on the slaves yeah because she had been abused herself so she was kind of like retaliating and right to a crazy degree yeah it's just like so yeah just so messed up it's so messed up so messed up that place did you walk by that place where yeah yeah i i i actually didn't even realize it until after But yeah, we we walked by there and then yeah. I mean, it's it's good to like remember this history and also be like this was not that long ago mm-hmm. that people did that to other people. I mean, they still do it. I mean, not I don't know. It's just like so messed up and like America has we have a very rough history and but it's also like this was not that long ago. Yeah. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, it was. Not, it's crazy. Horrific. Horrific. And, like, just, like, slavery in general, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but the pack, like, like, what's crazy to me is um, when I lived in, like, South Carolina and stuff, I remember my my parents knew a couple that bought a plantation home. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, as a kid, like, going to it and be like, this is such a beautiful home. And then when I got older and learned what it was, you're like, this is a house of horrors. And the only reason those people were so wealthy is because they had people working for them that they did not pay, that they mistreated, that they, like, you Mm -hmm. know, kept as, like, it's just, like, so awful. And then people get married at plantations and, like, are like, oh, isn't it fun? Like, it's like, no, it's not fun. Yeah. It's awful. Like, it's horrific. Horrific. Like, yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, yeah, when, I mean, when I was in New Orleans in high school, we went to a few plantations. It's yeah. just, it's crazy to think. It's <sighs> awful. <sighs> yeah, what's, what's up? <sighs> Very scary. Yeah. So. Um, thank you for sharing that. That yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It's not as, I mean, I know there's a lot of um, stories that are more exaggerated. I was right. trying to find the facts. No, because it's, because there's like a lot of, there's a book, it's called like Ghost, oh, I forgot what it's called, but something about ghost stories in Louisiana. Yeah. And they embellish on that they found somebody that, that was, um, that, like her limbs were cut off or right. you know and like make look like a crab yeah. or something like that but that was never documented so right. i was trying to find like the stuff that was true and i think that's important too because i think a lot i think a lot of times with this story people exaggerate and they're like how awful it was and it's like yes that is awful but like the real truth of it is just as awful yeah it's just as awful. her her simply chaining people like simply i say it, that's a terrible word to use but like even like even if she did not do the crazy things, which like how would she have really done that and kept people alive without like yeah, there's like, no she way. was not a, a you know a doctor and things like yeah. Obviously, it's so interesting that people try to make it so much worse than it already was. And it's like right, no, this is horrific. What she did, yeah. Simply 
chasing a child off a roof, simply chaining a woman. Like, that's horrific. It doesn't need to be this crazy thing. Yeah. But it's like... Really? I mean... I don't know. Lots of complicated thoughts and feelings. It's I know. It's just so awful. It's like, scary. Ugh. And yeah. she didn't get any punishment. And she Yeah, she got away with it. She just kept on going. Apparently she was miserable, though, in France. Well, so. good. <laughs> and and everyone, like, hated her or something like that. Well, so good. good. Yeah. Everyone should hate you. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> terrible. Oh okay. um, All right. Okay. Cool. So, uh, well, it's interesting. You did yours about a house. Because mm-hmm. mine's about a house. Mm. <laughs> Tell me more. So, mine's a little... So, normally, I just... I got to talk about the true story a little bit mm-hmm. um, to get to the not true story. Mm-hmm. So, mine... I'm This week, I'm going to talk about the Amy. Amityville Horror. And I cannot say Amityville, right? Amityville Horror. (laughs) I love it. Um, So, one of my favorite stories. That's Well, half of it's true and half of it's not. Supposedly. We'll see. We'll let you decide. Okay. So, do you know much about the the real story? What did for sure happen? I don't know. I don't know much about what actually happened. I've seen the movies. Yeah. uh, But I don't know what's real and what's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I will, I'll dive in. So, uh, for those of you, well, here we go. So, we Amity, go. Amity, I can't say it. Amity, it's okay. We understand. Amityville. 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 Um, Amityville is, um, it's like a little section in Long Island, New York. Okay. Okay. So, um, this house, it's a very um, famous house. It's a Dutch colonial revival. It's gorgeous. Have you seen, like, the photos of the I've actual house? I've seen photos, yeah. yeah. So, it looks beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. house. So, it was owned, um, well, I don't know who originally owned it, but in 1965, the, um, the DeFeo family bought it, and they were, um, like, an Italian-American family okay. that owned, uh, the dad owned a really successful auto dealership. Oh. Um, so, so they owned it, and um, the father was probably pretty abusive, like, had a really bad temper. Mom was, like, very timid, apparently. And um, the oldest, they had uh, one, two, three, four, five kids. Mm -hmm. So they had five kids. Um, The father is Ronald DeFeo Sr. The mom was uh, Luis DeFeo. And then um, their oldest son, Ronald DeFeo Jr., Okay. Um, apparently he and the dad fought constantly. Um, the dad was really abusive. Like I mentioned, the son, um, got into, he got heavy into drugs and alcohol and he's documented that he at times threatened his dad with like a gun. Yeah. And so the parents, um, trying to like appease their son and make him less like of a not good kid. They gave him lots of money and gifts to try to like. Yeah. Make him good, which is not a good idea. That's, that's not, not that's how I do it. A very, yeah. yeah. Like, um, please behave. Here's some money. Here's some money. Behave. <laughs> um, and then at 18, when he turned 18, he wound up, like, he just got a job at the dad's dealership, and but he didn't always show up. But, um, so, this takes us to when, um, so then, fast forward, in um, 1973, he is 23 years old. Okay. Oh, so he was born the same year as my mom. He's my mom's age. 1950 he was oh. born. Oh. 
scary. Um, so on November 13th, 1973, he runs into like his local bar that he like would always go to. It's called Henry's Bar. Okay. Is that it, still there? It's still there. Oh. And at like 6.30 at night. So he left, he went to work that morning and he left around noon to go to the bar, but people were like, it wasn't unusual because he always skipped out of work oh. um, to go drink. Um, and while he was at the bar, he was telling everyone, he's like, I haven't heard from my family. It's so weird. Like, no, I haven't heard from them all day. I left work. I left for work really early. I wonder where my parents, like, why, ha- why haven't I heard from my family? And, like, he was just, like, saying it over and over and over and over again. Wait, and, was he, but he worked with his dad, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the dad wasn't there? The dad wasn't okay. at work. Okay. Um, he's like, it's so weird. I don't know. I, I left home really early. I thought he was going to come to work. and But then he left and he went to the Henry's bar. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, at, he was like, I'm going to go and see, go home. Then at 6.30 at night, he goes back and he runs to the bar saying like, you've got to help me. I think my mother and father have been shot. Mm-hmm. And so then a bunch of people go to the house, which is located on a uh, 112 Ocean Avenue mm-hmm. in Amityville. Amity, Amityville. Amityville. And um, they find all of his family um, lying face down on their stomachs in bed, shot dead. Oh my gosh. Each parent had been shot twice, and all the kids had been shot once. So the victims were mm-hmm. Ronald DeFeo Sr., he was mm-hmm. 44. So young. That's really young. So young. Uh, Luis DeFeo, 42. Uh-huh. Um, the oldest daughter, Dawn, 18. A daughter, Allison, 13. Oh, man. Son, Mark, was 12. And John Matthew, the baby, was nine years old. Oh, my gosh. And um, the, once the cops came in, they realized that they were they had all died around sometime around 3 a.m., is when they had been shot. And then, so, the, the cops take um, uh, Ronald Jr. in for, um, like, you know, questioning, questioning and also, like, yeah. protection. And he tells his the cops initially that, like, uh, it was a mob hit, that his dad was really in with the mob, and it was this guy named Louis uh, Fanini. And uh, he was like, he did it. He was the one that did it. And then, but he, his stories kept changing. He was really inconsistent. And then the very next day, he confessed oh, to killing them all. And he said, quote, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. Oh, oh. So, and then he admitted that he, he shot them all. He took a bath, redressed, and then left early for work. Um, so... He had a lawyer named William Weber, and the lawyer pleaded insanity, mm-hmm. and he said that um, his client, uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr., kept on hearing voices, and that the voices were plotting against him, and like that he needed to kill his family to get the voices to stop. Mm-hmm. So that was his argument. Mm-hmm. And then the prosecution brought in a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and um, this this kid um ronald defeo uh jr he he was a heavy um drug user he used right. a lot of heroin lsd and they said like while he used that he also has um antisocial personality disorder and he knew exactly what he was doing what he was doing yeah um so 
in any case, on November 21st, 1975, he was found guilty. Mm-hmm. And he was sentenced to six consecutive... Well, he was sentenced um, six sentences, 25 to life for each. Okay. Um, and he's come up for parole many times, and each time his parole has been denied. How old is he now? So he's my mom's age, so he's 60... 69. 69? Yeah. Dang. And where where is he? He's in uh, jail in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's still alive, still in jail. Ooh. So, some weird things with this, though. Mm-hmm. So... All of them were found face down, on the bed, no signs of struggle. Zero signs of struggle. The gun, initially, they were thinking that there was a silencer on the gun. Mm-hmm. There was no silencer on the gun. There were no sedatives found in any of the family's, like, systems. Yeah. And the neighbors, there were neighbors up, and they said that they only heard the dog barking, and they, they never... Oh. <laughs> Amigo. Amigo's getting into everything. He's her dog. That's me. Um, they only heard the dog. They didn't hear any gunshots. Um, so it was just kind of a weird, a very weird case. Yeah. Then in, in like... But wasn't it, I mean, from what I've seen from the house, isn't it like a lot of property yeah, around it, it? So it, it, it would be kind of hard for the neighbors to hear? Yeah. Maybe? It could I be. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 110%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So he's changed his story a bunch of times. In 1986, he claimed that his sister Dawn mm-hmm. was also like crazy, like very into drugs, and that um, she killed her, their dad. And then the mom was so upset that the mom then killed all the kids. And then what? And then he killed his mom, and that he lied about it to protect his mom. So that's one story he said. Uh-huh. And then he did another story where he was like, oh. Um, my sister killed them all and then I killed her. Like his, he's just like come up with a zillion different stories, but like it was never him. And then there was like a call, his sister had accomplices and he kept on whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I, he absolutely did it. Mm-hmm. Whatever his reasons were, we'll never really know. Yeah. But so that happened. And then a year after the murders in December of 1975, um, this couple, George and Kathy Lutz, bought the home, mm-hmm. which I would never buy a murder home. <laughs> like, so no just, way. Like, what, a year it, after you said? A year after. Oh, wow. So they moved in in December 1975, mm-hmm. and the family had been murdered. Well, I guess it was a little, actually, a little over a year, because the family was murdered in 1973, November 1973, so like two years later. Okay. Still, that's pretty recent. That's very recent for, yeah. like, a very high-profile murder. Yeah. Um... So they moved in. Twenty. What? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they? So they knew about it though before they moved in, right? Yeah. They weren't from the community. They were from outside, but like it was, okay. it was a pretty big like case. You're, yeah. not gonna not know about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But twenty eight days later, from moving in, they moved out. Within twenty eight days, they moved out. And they said when they moved out that they heard strange sounds, voices, and green slime oozing from the walls. Oh. So they had three kids. So the Amityville Horror movie uh-huh. is based on this couple and their experiences. Okay. Not the, the but the murders. Way. Right. But the murders are, like, supposedly why, maybe. It ties in. Hold on. Okay. Let me keep, keep going. Okay, keep okay. going. Keep going. So, the three things. So here are some of the things they said that happened within 28 days. Okay. 
They said that George kept waking up around 3.15 a.m., mm-hmm. which is the time of the killings, and they didn't realize that at first. They are like, he kept waking up around 3.15. That's when the killings happened. Okay. Um, they said that there were um, fly, the infestation of flies on, like, the windows. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of the winter, um, which also, that's, like, a pretty famous scene in the Josh Brolin oh, yeah. movie with the, all the flies. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that their children, which this actually creeps me out, they said that their children became, began to sleep on their stomachs in the same manner that the kids were found dead, which, okay, like, that really freaks me out. Um, they said that the mom, Kathy, had nightmares about the, like, she dream, dreamt the order that the murder happened in, and later was able to verify, like, yes, that's when it happened, and she claimed she didn't know before. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Kathy also said that she felt like she, like, kept feeling like she was being hugged and like pressure on her body uh-huh. um and i've there's so many things um they kathy found a red room in the basement so basically behind in the basement she found this like separate like four foot by five foot room that was painted red in the basement and oh. their dog henry wait harry no they had a dog named harry their dog harry like really hated that room and he wouldn't go near it uh-huh and after i get through this my mom lived in a haunted house, and I'm going to go back to that red room. Okay. <laughs> um, so, he hated that room. They encountered a lot of cold spots in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, walking through an area, you feel very cold and smelling perfume. Mm-hmm. Which, that is, like, that is signs of spirits being around. Like, cold, cold or hot spots and smelling different scents. Yeah. And their five-year-old, uh, Missy... Um, she started having an imaginary friend who she named Jody, who was, she said, like a giant pig with glowing red eyes. What? Yeah. Also, That's... keep in mind, this is all happening in 28 days. Yeah. 28 days, this is all going down. Um, how is, how would she not be scared of that? I would be terrified. I would be like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, not get out of here, yeah. Jody, with your glowing red eyes. Yeah, go away. <laughs> um, the dad, George, um, said that he would often hear the front door slamming. It'd wake him up. He'd go down, and then their dog um, was sleeping right in front of the door, so it never opened and slammed. He also would hear um, a clock radio go on. One mm-hmm. time he went to their boathouse, uh-huh. and he looked up in Missy's room, and he saw glowing red eyes, and he ran up, and nothing was there, but... Their daughter Missy was like, "It's probably Jody." The oh my pig. gosh, <laughs> that's red eyes. creepy. Um, Kathy claims that she, while sleeping, would get red. She'd wake up with red welts all over her body, mm-hmm. and one time she levitated off of the bed. How does she, how does she like? Did she wake up and then she was up above? I guess yeah. Okay. Um, and um, they said that they would see there was green slime oozing from the walls. And um, from the keyhole of the playroom door, at one point they found they had a crucifix on the, the wall. It got upside down. It turned upside down. George claims he saw Kathy transformed into an old woman of about 90 in front of his eyes. Oh, um, man. And then one of their, like, things is they say that on January 1st, mm-hmm. in 1976, they, they found giant pig hooves in the snow outside their house. Weird. Weird. 
so like they moved down 28 days and they, they talked to the media and a bunch of like psychics and things, including Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right. They went to the house uh-huh. and they were like, it has to be exercised, like all this. So uh-huh. all this stuff happened. They left, they sold it within the movie, the, the famous movie starring James Brolin and Margot Kidder, Kidder uh-huh. um, was made in 19th There was the book first. Right. Uh, written by Jay Anson. That came out, and then a couple years later, the movie came out. So that was all within four years. Wow. And they made a shit ton of money. Oh, my gosh. And so, these, wait, the family made a shit ton of money, or? Yeah. Okay. Because they sold their story, George and Kathy Watts. Oh, my Watts. gosh. So, okay. So, they said all this stuff happened. Um, but... People started getting, um, they're like, okay, this is like weird because, well, first of all, the night that they said they found hoof prints, um, outside their house from Mm -hmm. the demonic pig. Yeah. There was no snowfall. There was no snow that night. Oh. That day. So they straight up lied about that. That's Um, messed up. They also claimed that like the doors and all the locks and everything like went crazy and like were constantly being damaged but like the people that moved in right after or whoever did there was no damage to any doors uh-huh. um they also claimed that all these crazy things were going on and they never once called the police so like there's no there's, there's they no never proof there's no like proof no. of yeah anything and then their son chris when he grew up after the mom died he created a website where he was like my parents made this all up like it was Oh, one of the sons from from okay. them. Yeah. Um, but also, but even more than that, um, uh, they call his nickname is um, Ronald Defoe's lawyer. Okay. William Weber came out and admitted that he and the Lutzes made up the story and quote they quote created this horror story over many bottles of wine. And oh no, their reason for doing it mm-hmm. was money. His reason for doing it was so that he, because remember he he did the insanity plea and said that his client heard voices. Oh, was he the same lawyer as the other? Yeah. Guy? Oh, so they're like he's like if I could get this out, I could get a new trial for him and a better yeah. trial and be like it's it's this crazy haunted house. All these crazy things are going on it. So also, if you notice, a lot of the things that they say are straight up from The Exorcist, like yeah. the um, the crucifix going upside down, right. all these things. And granted, there are like in hauntings very similar things a lot, but um, it was all that. I mean, two. Uh, I think George is still alive. Kathy, they both claim that it was always true. Uh-huh. Of course, it's like they're a cash cow, but um, their their lawyer and like their son is like this is did not happen but Mm -hmm. there is this very famous photo that somebody took in the house and you can see a little like ghost boy face i've seen that photo yeah yes so not to say like i i mean obviously a very horrific crime happened at this house yeah absolutely believe it's haunted yeah to the degree that they're saying no like um but so yeah. So anyways, um, it's it's basically even though most people still think that the Lutz's story is 
real. Uh-huh. It's not. Like, it was, it's all, and I think even the author said something at one point. Like, a lot of it was, he was like, I embellished a lot of it, and it's not. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, especially, like you said, it was only 28 days. How could all that stuff happen in that short amount of well, time? I mean, it could have, but. It could have. It's a lot. So, I will say, so back to the, the Red Room. So, the okay. reason that this story is so interesting to me, too, is my mom lived in a haunted house. So, she she was a single mom with my brother in the 70s, uh-huh. and um, she lived in a house, and it was haunted. She moved out within a month. No, not within a month. She moved out within a year. <laughs> it okay. was like a year. But basically, one thing that she, they would hear footsteps running up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. They would, the thermostat would like, somebody would like switch on the furnace and off. Uh, but in that basement of that house, there was a red room. And my, and my mom said that she would always hear a laughter coming from it. That's so creepy. And it got to the point that she and my brother were sleeping by the front door mm-hmm. as they, when they were waiting to move. Um, and so... But you weren't born yet? I wasn't born yet. Okay. My, um... So it's also, like, when my mom walked into the house, she's like, I have to live in this house. Like, I need to live in this house. And then um, my uncle went to, like, I guess when she was, like, having people over, like, oh, like, come visit... Um, my uncle's a very spiritual guy. He's uh-huh. he's the kid from the Sixth Sense all grown up. Like, oh, I see dead people. Yeah. He went in, and he left very quickly, and he told my mom, he's like, I love you. I'm never coming back to this house. <laughs> um, and then, so, like, the person who, like, took it after my mom was a, uh, a lady police officer. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was the same thing. Like, she was like, I have to live in this house. I have to. And... I guess the house had been built by, like, an old woman or something. But, anyways, that police officer lady had the house exercised uh-huh. because it was so... It was also, like, just so haunted. But the craziest part about it is when my sister and I were kids, we always heard the stories about the house on Summer Street. Yeah. And we're like, we want to, like... My mom drove us past it once. Uh-huh. And we were like, okay. When we were older and we were back visiting in Massachusetts, my sister and I were like, can we drive past this house on Summer Street? We want to, like, see it. And my mom drove us to it. And I was sitting in the front seat and my sister was sitting in the back. And I turned around and looked at her and I'm like, is that the house you saw when we were kids? And my sister just looked at me and she shook her head no. Uh-huh. Because we both have this shared memory of the house on Summer Street being a very large, white almost plantation style house that was seated way far off the road. Uh-huh. Which also doesn't make any sense because we lived in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. This was Massachusetts. You don't have big white plantation style homes. Yeah. The house we saw when my mom brought us was like this like Victorian style home that was like right on the street oh my and gosh. no trees in front of it which we also both remember seeing lots of trees and my sister and I both were like how do we both have a memory of this house looking so different and now we're seeing what it really, it was just like super trippy. We were like, this house is crazy haunted. It was projecting a different image to us. But um, yeah, so that was the the house on summer. It's on summer street in Attleboro, Massachusetts. 
any of our listeners <laughs> from Massachusetts. I don't remember what number it is, but it's on Summer Street. But, um, yeah, oh but gosh. apparently, like, Red Room. But there are things, there are things that they said that were, like, are pretty common with hauntings. Yeah. But for it to happen within 28 days is very, very, very fast. That's a lot. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Um, and also, and then they pretty much admitted, like, we made most of it up. Um, that's crazy. So then, but none of them, like, nothing happened to the family no, sorry. Okay. Nothing happened to the family themselves, and n- no one that's lived in the house since then it has documented like as Anything? much as like okay. what they have. It the house. Is there somebody living there now? Someone oh. just bought it like last summer for like eight hundred thousand or something. Oh, I would like to see the house though. I mean, I would never live there, but I would live to there. See it. I would go. Yeah, and see it. I mean, it's a very pretty house. It's huge. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the story of the Amityville Horror, the real story. The real story. And then the fake story, those people made the Lutzes, and then... I mean, they did make a lot of money. It's still out there. They made so many, so much money. I just looked, too. There is a movie coming out this year called The Amityville Murders, which is about Ronald DeFeo the, Jr. Okay. And... Has he, I, I went, like, has he had made any other confessions since then, or? He's set up, he has said a bunch of stuff, like, he's, he, like, he's all over the place. He's all over the place, but he's always trying to say that it, if he did kill anybody, it was only because it was, like, self-defense, or he was trying to, like, save other people, and things like that, like, it's... Mm. He keeps going back and forth. He keeps trying to blame his oldest sister the most and, like, say that she had an accomplice at times. And, like, he's he's created so many different crazy stories. That's but, crazy. Um, but, no, it was, it was just him for one reason. And they never really knew a motive, mm-hmm. but some people think that he actually owed money to the mob when he tried to blame it on, like, a mobster. Or that, because he also asked, like, how he could get his dad's life insurance policy, like, the day, within a day of the murder. Oh, yeah. So, and he was, he was doing lots of heroin and LSD, and he was just, like, messy, messy. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, um, anyway, so, yeah, so that's that. Two, two haunted houses for Halloween. We're gonna get ya. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me know. I mean, I didn't really know the real story behind yeah, it. It's so sad. It's so tragic. Like those little babies. But also, do, they had a lot of kids. They did have a lot of kids, and the saddest thing is, like, we'll never know what. And there were no signs of struggle. I don't know. It's just really. We'll I never mean, really I guess, know what happened. Yeah. But he must have done it really fast. Yeah. And then Super fast. Yeah. Like people have people have theories. Like he would have gone to like his siblings and be like don't get out of bed someone's in the house be really quiet and still and like he's thinking oh, like maybe that yeah. yeah which just like breaks my heart like just everything about it is just like the the worst and uh, uh. <laughs> oh, no, it's so awful. that's awful but then yeah but then the lessons came and yeah he was pretty yeah he's messed up very messed up especially if he was on drugs mm-hmm. I mean Sorry. That's, that's like a legitimate thing. Drug-induced psychosis uh-huh. is a real thing. And if you're yeah. doing, like, heroin and LSD and you're combining all that stuff and... 
and drinking and drinking. And, oh my and gosh, it's it's a it's a it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Don't do it, kids. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Drugs okay. are bad. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, just two kind of bummer stories. I know. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What's a uh, well. <laughs> it's spoopy Halloween season. You know what my favorite thing for Halloween season though is the GIF. Well, it have you seen the video of the dancing pumpkin guy? Oh yeah, guy? that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. da, 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 da. he's dancing the, the Ghostbusters theme song. Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, that's what I thought when I was reading too that the the Lutzes were like green slime is oozing from the walls. I'm like, have they seen Ghostbusters? I know that's what I was thinking too. And then I looked, and then it was like, oh no, it's way before Ghostbusters. I guess maybe <laughs> Ghostbusters got it from that. I'm like, what is even green ooze? What do you think it is? We're yeah. And, uh... I mean, they had cameras back then. They could have taken a picture of it. Yeah, sure didn't. They sure, sure didn't, take, didn't. didn't take a photo of anything. Oh, my God. Uh, proof of that. Proof. Um, that's crazy. But, yeah, so. That's that. And well, thank you for telling me that. That was awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so people tell us your favorite haunted house story. Yeah. I would actually, I love haunted house stories, so if you have a real one that you've experienced or your family has, let us know. Let us know, and you could be the next guest, special guest. Special guest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's, uh, when we grow up, we want to be like YouTubers, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rate, yep. So many subscribers, so many likes. All right, come on. (laughs) <laughs> well, we need to be more consistent. We do. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Thanks for listening with us and uh, being into the, the creepy things, I guess. Yeah. And again, we always welcome any type of feedback or ideas or anything you want to tell us about. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. Hit us with it. And mm-hmm. um, because tell us everything. Because remember... We want to hear it all. Be Halloween. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.